Welcome to the Teamwork Advantage Podcast with Greg Gregory. Join us as Greg interviews powerful thought leaders and successful team and leadership experts from across the country on teamwork, leadership, and organizational culture. Now let's check in for this week's episode. Welcome to the Teamwork Advantage, a podcast that is dedicated to the growth, development, and advancement of three key areas, or what I call the TLC arena. That's teamwork, leadership, culture. Hi, my name is Greg Gregory, founder and producer and host of the Teamwork Advantage, where once a week we bring you guests to give you insightful ideas in those three key areas. We've been fortunate enough now to be in our fifth season. We are been downloaded in over 57 countries, I think we're up to now. And we're excited to have joining us today from Latvia. So we're definitely a distance apart, and yet technology is showing us that when it's used correctly, we can have some amazing connectivity and get productivity done. And that's what we're going to talk about today, is how to be productive, but not just individual productivity. How can we be productive with our teams, our groups, our projects, and still still maintain great teamwork and culture. So joining us today is Tom Bloodnicks, Tom's Bloodnicks. He is the Chief Operating Officer and Head of Product and Business Development at DeskTime. During his five years at DeskTime, he helped the company grow and expand. Tom's interests include marketing, sales, customer experience. And that's the key word today, folks, is customer experience, not customer service. The user experience, SaaS products, He's a time management export expert, and his words, not mine, a paranoid planner who likes to plan everything and every. Tom's, we're going to have a difficulty here because I'm not a planner. But from small things to large products, his current motto is done is better than perfect. And I got to tell you with that, Tom's, one of my coaches used that expression on me about 22 years ago, and I have never forgotten it. Done is better than perfect. So I'd like to welcome you to the Teamwork Advantage. Hello, Greg. Thank you for having me. I'm really glad to be here. Congrats on your fifth season. Yeah, thank you. Looking forward for this podcast. Yeah, we're going to have a little fun here. Um, So help everybody out a little bit. I know there's some people that probably are not familiar where Latvia is. So you want to tell us a little bit about that? Tell us how you, you, and we were talking before the show, you actually lived in Maryland, not like literally five miles from where I was. So tell us a little bit about your history, how you got there. Yeah, uh, that is still difficult to explain where I'm located, where is Latvia, uh, because it's, uh, I've been living in the U.S. and I know how hard uh, is to understand the rest of the world when the U.S. is so big and uh, you need the same time or even more time to drive through U.S. when when we go through the whole Europe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, the, 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 the best way how I did to explain where Latvia is, is to ask, and mostly people know where is Sweden. Mm-hmm. And then I say, just look across the sea and you will see Latvia there. So if you go to Sweden, then just a small boat ride to Latvia is, is uh, okay. This is where I look, where I'm located. Yeah, this is Latvia is one of the Baltic states, uh, one of three Baltic states, um, and uh, really working together with uh, Scandinavian countries. And uh, 
yeah, yeah, we have border with uh, Russia, and then we go further to working together with uh, Western Europe. Uh, Latvia is part of the European Union uh, and the member of NATO, uh, and working together in in that part with the U.S. and Canada as well, really hard. Good. So, so tell yeah, us about, about, tell us about how you got to the you were you were from Latvia. You came, you were in the U.S., you said it for several years in the D.C. area. So tell yeah. us a little bit about how you didn't wake up one day and just become the COO of Desktype. Tell us your story. Yeah, the story is um, looking forward and maybe starting with uh, high school years uh, that uh, the technology, as you see from my age, uh, it just started when I was in high school. And uh, I was interested in technology and uh, I was really happy seeing the first computer at our house and uh, trying to open the first web page and uh, looking what, what kind of programs, games uh, we, we can do on the computer. and what, what I love it. Computer. Programs and games. Okay, got it. <laughs> games, that was a thing in that time. Now I have an Xbox, which I'm playing still, uh, and NHL. Is, I'm a big fan of NHL. But yeah, and then the technology came in in uh, early 2000s, um, at least here in Latvia and in Europe. And uh, somehow... I started to like it. Uh, during the high school, high school, I liked uh, also talk to people. Uh, I, I, I had some, uh, at this moment, I understand it was a sales skills. So I went, to, went, went into the sales. I started to work uh, in, uh, in, the, in, in uh, stores like Sales Associate. I was uh, growing there. The people like how I work. I was promoted. Uh, and then there was a first uh, first thing in my uh, career. Uh, all over that, I was studying in, in the University of Latvia, uh, wanted to be a politician, uh, don't knowing that uh, I have a sales skills or some kind of project management uh, skills. Um, I, I, I was uh, yeah, studying politics. Uh, the first thing was that I met my wife in uh, which was uh, she was working in I would say in politics uh, in that time and uh, I needed to change my career I needed to change my life and we went moved to US uh, we went to work there uh, and uh, that time I started to work on my planning project management skills more Yes, we lived in, in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, and uh, during three years in the U.S., I, I was working with uh, diplomats and uh, politics uh, and uh, exploring that side. Uh, I didn't like the political side, uh, but I liked the management, the project management, uh, mm -hmm. uh, difficulties I need to resolve and stuff like that. And uh, after three years of service in the U.S., we came back to Latvia. And uh, I was starting to look for uh, new career opportunities. And uh, with my uh, sales experience in retail and, uh, and then in project management uh, later uh, in, in the U.S., I, and technology, loving technology, technology all, all the time, Right. I found the job at desk time. Desk time at that time 
six years ago was a very small company, uh, just worked over a few years um, and started uh, to go uh, on a market, uh, like being on a market for, for several years already, but uh, still a small company, uh, finding their niche. And they needed a customer manager, project manager, all in one person that would uh, try to help to boost the business. As with all small companies, everybody wears many hats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, uh, probably, yeah, that the startup is the real name probably now at our times. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I got there, started there, changing the hats, uh, helping to boost the business uh, and everything. And uh, we started to grow yeah, higher and higher. And uh, then a few years ago, we still all remember and know, and it's still sitting in, a, in our heads, the COVID-19 hit. That was actually a huge boost, as we all know, from all the internet, all the technology uh, world. Yeah. So yeah, DeskTime as a technology company, the software company was one of those which get, got the, the boost. And uh, yeah, we, in the in, in last few years, we have uh, raised all the metrics four and five times. So wow. as well, the team size has grown from uh, that time, four or five people now to 25 people, uh, which are working. So, yeah, and someone. I I find it fascinating that you've gone from customer service to project management, and those two have kind of run parallel because I think those are both very key elements. Now, when COVID hit, um, were you all working strictly in the office and then COVID hit, you went remote? What happened? Oh, yeah, that time before the COVID, uh, like we are a time tracking, time management tool which uh, already before the COVID, we promoted remote work, uh, working uh, flexible hours uh, and and stuff like that, but really didn't use ourselves, no one of us, uh, maybe for for some days, uh, but but, um, Mm -hmm. mostly in the office. Right. So the first, I, I still remember the first weeks of COVID when they say, in the country that no airport is not working no one is landing in and out everyone sits home no one goes to the offices uh, except uh, emergency people who really need to work in the in the offices or, or uh, facilities mm-hmm. so we were like okay and then somehow it went really normal everyone likes the new normal world in these days it really was normal. We maybe because I'm still thinking because we were a small team. I I, I don't mm-hmm. know how it would be with a hundred, two hundred, five hundred thousand people team, but with uh, with our team at that time, like six, seven people, uh, it was really normal. Right. We jumped on this Zoom call. We already knew the Zoom. We knew the Google Hangouts, and we started everything as normal, just being on a screen. Not in the office. Good. Now, as the pandemic, and we're not out of the pandemic by any stretch, uh, yeah. but as we look at it, you're now working a hybrid team. Is that right? That's correct. So talk to me about the hybrid team and 
what changes did you have to make and what, what are you all requiring? So a hybrid is taking on so many avenues. It's like this team works Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the office. This team works Tuesday, Thursday in the office. There's different hybrids. Tell us about your hybrid setup. Yeah. Uh, well, the hybrid setup is really easy. Uh, we want everyone in the office, we ask uh, to come two days a week. And that's all we ask. Please come two days a week to the office uh, so we can keep our team collaboration, the social life, the uh, teams together because the number one thing that is lacking and we have problems with is the communication in hybrid teams and in many aspects and examples I can give uh, like one example is a regular meeting, which is very, very good. Uh, we have cameras, we have microphones, we have everything. We have part of the team in the office, part of the, part of the team is uh, at home or, or anywhere else in the world remotely working and every, the meeting is great. But what happens after the meeting? Those who are in the office like to talk more about that meeting or something else. And then we get new ideas, new brainstorms, but part of the team which should be with us isn't because mm -hmm. they are remotely. So if everyone would be remotely, everything is great. Then no one talks. And then if they want to talk or something, they we prepare a new meeting and do everything. But the hybrid ones, the communication, everything is so crucial. So that's why we ask uh, for sometimes for specific meetings, but uh, basically we just ask to come to the office so you don't lose the, uh, social life with with your colleagues right. with your teams so yeah, yeah and, and the desk time uh, gives the ab uh, ability uh you to work anywhere anytime come to the office uh and and plan your day as you really want and it's easy for you or your team or your family and uh, how you want to do that because nothing has been lost everything we can see in desk time uh, i see my, all my timings in desk time how much i have worked what time i came what time i left and mm -hmm. how much more i need to work so and and we have this also we together with all the hybrid team uh, topic we have the flexibility we give uh, whichever if even if we would work in the office we had we had the flexibility that you can choose when you want to work what what hours uh, the only condition is to work 35 hours a week and that's it so if it's easier for you to work uh, in the mornings and then in the, in the evenings you can do that okay or whichever so let me let me ask you are people working 35 or are they working 40 45 I know and you're in Latvia. I don't know what it's like there, but if you're around Europe, I know there's this big thing about making sure we're, we work to live, not live to work. And yeah. so I know here in the U.S., a lot of people, when they started working remotely, are finding themselves working 50, 60 hours a week. Yeah, but those are two questions, Greg, I think. Because mm -hmm. the one question is, yeah, in general, that uh, we everyone likes to work more, mostly everyone. I don't know the reason maybe why. I, I can tell about myself that uh, I really get 
deep, deep in the work and I really want to finish and I see more than I want to do that because I'm, I really like to work uh, what I do. And, and probably mostly for people, it's it, that's the reason. Or, But uh, yeah, but in this time, we try to keep the work-life balance and we try to have that uh, option that you really work 35 hours a week and then rest of the time you spend with your family, you do activities, you go jogging, uh, learning and mm-hmm. whatever you want. So you have full life uh, and you are also happy at work on those 35 hours and effective for those 35 hours. We have uh, actually, I, I didn't prepare, but we have a lot of statistical data and I, I, I can find later about the countries most productive and most uh, countries which work more. And I know Americans are really who like to work and they work a lot uh, comparing to, to other. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's the other topic, that there are countries that somehow it's from history or I don't know the reason that they really work a lot. And it's, yeah. it's not yeah. about remote work, because, yeah, remote work, that's another, um, another experiment and uh, data that we see from our team as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and personally from me, when I'm at home, I work much more and I work without breaks. Uh, and that's because I don't have anything to do else. I, I just need to work. In the office, yes, I can go. I have uh, longer lunch. I have uh, coffee breaks. I, I talk to people. I, we play uh, table tennis and, and, and other board games here. Um, so it's less time for working. But remotely, it's... Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is when people... I've been working from home for over 20 some years and some nights if I got something on my mind, I'll wake up and I'll go down to the office um, at three o'clock in the morning and I will work till six, seven, eight o'clock and then take a break and things like, and it's just, I've had to realize that we need to make sure we take those breaks in our personal sides when we're working remotely as well. Early on in the podcast, we had a uh, uh, physical uh, trainer. She's a personal trainer. She also happens to be um, a physical therapist. And she was talking about how to make sure we use our body and exercises to do so that we're not, you know, developing things like uh, stagnant hypoxia at our desks and things of that nature. But it's so powerful when we start realizing we sometimes just get in that zone, if you will, and that can be a challenge. So let me ask, when you went to make the switch to the 35-hour work week, and it's hybrids. Let me ask this question first. The hybrid teams. Do people get to choose what two days they want to come in? Or do you ask everybody to come in the same day? Or are they assigned days? Or how does that work? Yeah, that's fully up to each uh, team member. And uh, mostly they like assign some days. I know the development team comes, uh, 90% comes on Wednesdays all together because they have one big meeting they, they do in the office now. Okay. But uh, the other day or rest of the teams, they come as, as, as it's easy for them and how, how right. to better manage. Yeah, it's yeah. up to them. To get collaboration, you've got to have everybody there. That's, that's absolutely true. Um, and that's key. So how was it making the switch to 35 hours? Was everybody okay with it? Did they like, huh? Because before they had to come to the office, there were set hours. Now that you're saying, hey, you can work 
you know, 2 p.m. to midnight. I don't care. You work 35 hours straight as long as you get your 35 hours in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, for, for most of the people, it was all good. And they, uh, they're like doing good. They're not working late in the evenings and not uh, too early in the mornings. And they can make the work-life balance. And uh, they really use the ability to work a little bit less than usually. Not, not being in the office as well. And also being in the office uh, do that like average seven hours uh, a day, five days a week and, uh, and, and mm-hmm. going home and then really do the work exa- uh, effective. Uh, yes, there is in our team, there are a few people that uh, it was like uh, they were left on, on the street uh, because they didn't know how to do that. Well, what, what, what I need to do now. And then the suggestion was very easy. You liked nine to five work, nine to six, keep doing it. That's all okay. You can keep doing it, uh, mm-hmm. keep the structure. And that's also one of the time management tactics uh, that you uh, do when you are effective, productive, and uh, what, what, what timing you like or you are used to. So, and if, like, there was a lot of talking about uh, that uh, nine to five, nine to six, uh, working hours are gone because we are now remote or flexible or hybrid. But actually, the data shows that uh, a lot of people still working those hours. Mm-hmm. They're present during those hours because a lot of other things happening uh, during those hours and no one can... The same with the kindergarten. I need to... My, my kid needs to be at the kindergarten at 8 o'clock in the morning. Who cares? I have flexible hours, or I can be at work at 11 a.m. I need to be at 8 a.m. in the kindergarten. Of course, I will not go to sleep or something else uh, after that. I will go to work and then start working. So yeah, there are people mostly working the same regular nine to five, nine to six mm-hmm. working hours. And there's something to be said about a uh, uh, complete structure. Some people need that that routine structure. That's especially important for children, of course. Yeah. So what what's happened with the culture at desk time? Um, w- moving to the thirty five hours has the culture uh, gotten stronger? Has the com- com- uh, camaraderie, the collaboration, gotten better? What, what's what's some of the things that have been the benefit, and maybe even some detriments to the thirty five hour week? Well, it's maybe uh, hard to measure because uh, the 35 hours in the office would be totally different how it's now in the hybrid regime. So we are more thinking about this hybrid regime and trying to keep the collaboration and uh, the team spirit uh, because of the hybrid work. Uh, So we definitely feel uh, that we are a strong team and uh, we are happy to see each other in the face, mm-hmm. uh, not only in the screen, but also really in the life. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, one thing that's have changed during the pandemic started that we do a lot more uh, meetings outside working hours. Is it after work we go to the bar or uh, or we go on weekends um, hiking or, or something or riding bikes uh, together? 
not all that all in the same time, but uh, by groups okay. and teams or something. And that makes the team uh, better and uh, yeah. So let's talk about the leaders for a moment. You're moving to a 35 hour week. You're making the shift to uh, a hybrid environment. What were some of the challenges the leaders faced and how did they overcome them? Again, yeah, there are, uh, it's a great question, like uh, all the topics, uh, all the hot topics, uh, but um, leaders, there is one thing that they need to work with their teammates, their teams, uh, and, and be a leader. Uh, other thing is that uh, they, as a leaders, they also are a people who want to work remotely. They want to uh, have the ability to choose themselves how to do and be flexible. But they can't always do that because they are leaders. They have this uh, need to like manage the team, to show an example uh, mm-hmm. and show that they are present. Yeah. And, and they've uh, got to be there for different members of the team in different times. Exactly, exactly. And they, so that's a little challenge that uh, we are facing, but I think we are doing well and uh, really, I'm really happy that our team leads and uh, like to come to the office. So they are in the office and they they really do well do the remote, uh, remote, all the communication and everything. So that's great. And, uh, but uh, the challenges are, Still, the communication is also into the teams. The number one challenge that uh, sometimes someone doesn't tell something, not always to the leader or team leader, but also to to rest of the team. So a lot of things need to follow up how, how everything is going. So do your t- team leads, your managers... Do they have, I'm going to use the term, an open calendar? Because you described yourself as a paranoid planner. Okay. Are most of your managers also strong planners? Uh, I would say yes, but strong planning doesn't mean that your calendar should be booked all the time. Exactly. It yeah, needs to have, so. You need to have your flex times, as I call it. As, as well, that's one of the points. Yeah, you, you need the planner from my side is just that I, I have my routines. I know my routines. I plan them. I also, I plan unplanned things. Uh, I, or... I like that. Let's say that again. <laughs> you plan unplanned things. <laughs> right, because you always know, and that's what I say to our team leads as well. There is There will be always something coming up that you will not expecting or something just have time for that mm-hmm. weekly basis monthly basis daily basis whichever but leave time for that and you will see it will you will not sit without the work and that's happening and yes i, I think our team leads and managers are really good planners and uh, okay so let me ask you this if i am an employee not a manager and i need to have a conversation with my manager and I'm working remote. Maybe he or she is working remote. 
how can I get time with that person? Very easy. Uh, very easy. In our way, with our number of people, it's, it's really easy. Um, just drop a line in, in Slack. Mm-hmm. And the manager will tell if we can go on a call now or later and we'll book it as soon as possible or whenever okay. it's needed. Okay. So, I asked that because I'm getting different, um, different ways that different organizations do it. One person that I know what he does is he has a calendar that's set out there that everybody can access through his Calendly links. And they're set in 15 minute blocks. So if I need to chat with my manager, I go to his or her calendar. I book a time that fits my schedule because he or she is then going to keep that time slot open. They're going to plan. That's part of their plan for the unplanned time frame. And that, yeah. that really works well there. I like yeah. also dropping. That's how I work with my team uh, down in because uh, I'm in Maryland and they're down in Texas. And so I'll drop a note in Slack. And, you know, text me when you got a memo for a call and we'll do a, either jump on a quick Zoom or a phone call. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think that depends on the team size. Uh, the, the kind of links and the time slots, I think it's for larger teams when you really manage like uh, tens 10, 15, or 20. hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then, then you have like more when you, when in your team, there's like five to 10 people, then it's easier to, to mm-hmm. drop a line. So how's the burnout right now with desk time? Are people getting burned out? Are they leaving? Uh, in the U.S., we've had this great, a lot of folks are calling it the great resignation. I'm calling it the great reshuffle. Um, what, what's happening where you are? Well, yeah, about the great resignation, uh, I think there's also like a, the part when they resign and start their own business. That's the one uh, thing, uh, and, and that could be a resignation because they leave their bosses or, or teams. And, and But uh, the shuffle, you see, as you said, that's maybe when they just change the way they work, the, where they work, the companies, because uh, a lot of really open vacancies uh, are now. But in desk time, um, we have... Uh, Somehow I, I, I thought today about this question and I assume that you could ask me some kind, some kind of um, rate or percentage of uh, people change uh, changes in our organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't prepare that in the short term, but um, basically we, we have grown in these two, two and a half years now. And... Um, like I guess one, two person, two two people have left only. Okay. Uh, have like hired like twenty plus people, and then only two people left. Okay. Like, yeah. So and and the burnout is also it it's not. Uh, yes, there are some signs of the burnout uh, for those who like to work more, who are more in into the work. But uh, okay. desk time really really helps for us to also to manage that uh, and i really remember our um, customer experience uh, customer support lead uh, when she started to work she really worked more than 50 hours a week and uh, we have those we have a weekly uh, all hands meeting uh, 
where we show everyone how much hours we have worked uh, and uh, not about more not about hours but more about what we have done because we had planned for everyone for each team and what how many hours we have worked uh, during the week and on which projects and then when when we see that people really working more than 50 hours that's the sign when we immediately can start following and talking about that thing that it's it's not normal and in short term it's fine in long term it's going to be a burnout oh, or, it, it, that, that's that's a, a setup for a burnout yeah 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 so that's so, good so tell me about how they do that how do managers they're tracking the time but let's say that it's a job that might take a colleague of mine an hour to do might take me three hours to do, mm -hmm. but I still have to get the same amount of work yeah. quantity of work done, but yeah. that may take me 45 hours where it might take you 30 hours. This, how, this, how do you work with that? Yeah, this is an excellent question where uh, we don't have a solution yet for that. Uh, that uh, really requires us smart technology to measure how many words uh, I wrote in one hour and how many words you wrote in one hour mm -hmm. uh, and that's uh, that's that's a good question that's uh, we have in our team content writers who uh, we could uh, talk about that but uh, so we don't measure that the amount okay. we uh, we measure exact time worked and yes someone needs to think more someone is really digging in and uh, working uh, and that's okay the... if it takes them longer yeah it, it's totally that's, okay. that's okay. where i was going with that yeah. is if we, if we allow the people to take the time to get there and not focus on how long it takes to get there but just to get the job done if it takes you longer or less it doesn't matter yeah because they, okay. yeah, that's the, that's the key thing that uh, desk time or any other tool which do the time tracking is the source of data and source of data which helps you to talk about things when you need to talk so when we need to talk about hours we can then really go deep and see you had this project you work x hours so what's uh, what's on it so is it good is it uh, can we do better do we need to slow down or we do we need to do faster or something uh okay. this is the data and uh nothing more okay you mentioned earlier that communication is one of the challenges when you're working hybrids when you're working regardless of any team it's a huge challenge what are you doing i mean you've got the after hours things where people are communicating but one of the things you mentioned earlier and i want to go back and revisit this was you have an all hands meeting or you have a team meeting about the project and four or five may be in the office and a couple may not be. And then they continue to talk in the office. What are you, what's in place? How are you able to keep everybody in that same loop? Well, yeah, that's a uh, project management uh, skills that uh, you need to, if there is really something serious, uh, then we can talk the overview and then we 
go and get the other one, the other ones uh, on a board and we talk over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or we just talk over and then send everyone's an overview. What, what's the new decisions or something. So there are a lot of things to do. And the most important that it's, it's been something being done. And it's not only that we, we talk now and then the other colleagues don't know what we talked. So that's the, the worst okay. scenario. Let me ask you this question. When we're looking at different teams and you've got your development team, you've got your content team, you've got different groups. What are you doing there to have that cross collaboration or as I like to call it, synchronization? Yeah. What are you doing there? Exactly, yeah. So um, again, that's one of the key things why we have this all, the all hands meeting on Mondays. So we always do and put out the key things that we plan and want to do and what are the plans for the current week or two weeks. Uh, so this is one way how we synchronize. The other okay. way is we have uh, also uh, the managers, the board uh, of all teams that comes to be weekly meetings where we talk over all the things. We have quarterly meetings where we put uh, the, all the plans and then the statuses. And so all the managers are in Slack group. And so we try to keep all this uh, communication always open, more horizontal. So everyone is inside and they, they have read and they know about uh, what's happening so they can give forward to their teammates. Okay. What's on the horizon? Where do you see things going from a uh, project management side, since you're heavily involved in that? Um, where do you see things going in the next two to three years? Well, that's a very open, wide question, because uh, <laughs> uh, on one side, like from we see... Well, let, me, let, me, let me kind of rephrase it. Do you think we're going to stay in a hybrid environment? Do you think... Uh, you're going to go more to uh, remote. Are you going to bring people back in? What's going to happen that way? No, I think the hybrid will. This is the new normal. Uh, okay. So there is. I don't know what what could happen to see the way back to the office. Uh, two three years have proven that we can do office work. We can do hybrid work. We can do remote work. So it all depends on the office culture or uh, specific uh, on, on what the company is working on, but they decide uh, are they more remote, hybrid or office. So, and then focus on that. But okay. definitely it's a, for, for desk time, it's a hybrid regime. We see that uh, 25, a- 30% uh, like to come to the office quite often. So, and for the rest of the team, it's nice that they can come two, week, two days a week. We have uh, informal meetings uh, outside the working, uh, working hours. And then so we think more about a- communication. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a whole different curve here. You are a planner. I think I said in, your, in the uh, opening there, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have ballpark idea. But you have tools that do do that for you. Somewhat. What advice would you give? I'm asking for a friend, if you will. (laughs) What advice would you give somebody today that's, and again, I've worked from home and I've worked out remotely for, you know, almost 30 years. 
But what advice would you give to people today to be a better planner? Uh, well, I need to do uh, user research or your customer research uh, to get to understand why you want to be a better planner. Mm -hmm. Because a few days ago, my wife asked me, why can't we go just like randomly to the beach and uh, that's it? Why, why we need to plan that? Because I'm planner. I need to plan. I need to know if we go to the beach this evening or I, we can stay at home or what we, what, what do we do? Mm -hmm. And uh, so see, there is no, not only the good side or uh, sunshine in, in, in my life as well, that I like to plan everything. And I'm angry when, when there's uh, some kind of uh, unplanned things when I have planned something else. So the question is why and uh, what shows you that you need to plan more? Because if you are happy, if you, if you see the growth in whatever business family and everyone is happy, then uh, you're planning okay and uh, you don't need more. But the case is if you see any problem, then let's talk about that specific problem. That's the same in our project uh, or in, in our desk time. When we have user experience, customer experience, when we're, we're looking for problems and then trying to solve those problems, we are not making the problems where they are not. So if you don't have problems with planning, everything is good. Yeah. I think you just said something very key. We tend to make problems out of things that aren't necessarily problems. Exactly. And we got to take care of that. We've had a great conversation here. Again, we like to make sure the teamwork advantage stays in about 40 minutes for you folks that are driving to work these days, or maybe you're doing a dog walk for about 40 minutes. One way or the other, the teamwork advantage is here for you, where we share skills and ideas that you can use and implement immediately. Tom's given us the thoughts of things that are working at next times, and hopefully you can adapt to some of those. Tom's, if people need to reach out to you, what's the best way to find you? Well, the best way definitely is LinkedIn nowadays. LinkedIn. Okay. Great, LinkedIn. great source. So I'm going to go ahead and spell your name because it's a, it's a little different, especially for our folks in the U.S. First name is Tom's, T-O-M-S, Bloodniks, B-L-O-D-N-I-E-K-S, Tom's Bloodniks. I, I want to thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your thoughts and ideas uh, as the Chief Operating Officer at Next Time. Uh, I'd like to get you back on here in another year. We'll see where things have changed the growth of next time, the changes in the economy, the changes in the environment, because it's, it's rapidly changing. So uh, will, you, will you join us again sometime, Toms? Thank you, Greg. That was a great uh, talking. Good. Good to have you here. So until next week, folks, remember, having a good day is just being average. When you listen to the Teamwork Advantage, we know that you are not average. So go make today an excellent and exceptional day. Take care. Bye-bye. This has been the Teamwork Advantage with Greg Gregory. To learn more about how Greg can help your organization develop a powerful winning culture, visit teamsrock.com. That's T-E-A-M-S-R-O-C-K.com. Be sure to join Greg next week when he interviews another exciting and powerful thought leader on the Teamwork Advantage. Until then, as Greg says, make sure you have a great week because a good week is just being average.